of the Geek for another week, 31st of August 2017. Mm. Joining me as always, Dan Miller, Tom McGill, my name is Dave Scotland, and tonight we're going to jump into a classic sci-fi. Can we can we call it sci-fi? I suppose mm. it's, it's science it's, and then it's, it's fiction. It's a science so fiction thing. Um, and it is definitely a classic. It is The Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea from 1961. Gentlemen. How did we find this film? Did we discover it anew? Or is this the second viewing? This is the first viewing. Yeah. I had not even realised that this film had been such a success. It's one of those, you know, you've seen the posters, you've heard the title. Uh, It's one of those Voyage to the Something, you know, Mm. films. One of my favourite movies ever is Voyage to the Centre of the Earth. Journey? Journey to the Centre of the the Earth. Not not, not the movie necessarily, but the the concept. Mm -hmm. The the book, the the movie. I like all incarnations of the movie. There's so many incarnations, it's hard to to know which one's your favourite. No, because I like the concept. I love this idea of just going down there. And finding another world. Yeah, and and having glowing mushrooms that'll show you the way. (laughs) (laughs) So it's I I had not known that this film was such a big thing. I I knew that there was a TV series, but Mm -hmm. I didn't hadn't realized that they were connected Mm -hmm. because I never saw the TV series. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you? Uh, I have no memory of the TV series and I, this is not the film I thought it was when I picked it. Uh I got it confused with Fantastic Voyage. Which is into the body. Which is shrinking down Uh uh, a a ship and having it injected into a body. Which you should definitely do, Sean. Definitely, yeah. yeah, It's a great great film because it's got a great villain in it, that particular film. The same one we had last time. Yeah, he's a... Blofeld. Yeah, the guy in THX. That's right. Whatever his name was. Someone that gets his comeuppance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Donald Pleasance. (laughs) Donald Pleasance, there you go. Who who knows? (laughs) Um, So I was quite surprised when I started watching it thinking... Well, hang on, that's a, that's a submarine. <laughs> voyage to the bottom of the sea. Yeah, yes. yeah. and so the the uh, series, not voyage to the bottom, <laughs> which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> voyage to the uh, the ass. Um, the uh, the series was went into production because they had built the sub. Mm. The producer Set, built yeah. the sub. He said, "Well, we might as well get more value out of it." And and was the movie itself did quite well, so yeah. they were able to roll mm-hmm. off the back of it. Um, what I wasn't uh, aware of too is that the director slash producer of this film was the producer of Lost in Space. Yeah, many TV shows. Yeah, eighty episodes, eighty six episodes of Lost in Space. He was the producer mm. of. Wow, mm. there were four episodes. I saw an IMDb of the Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea mm. TV show. Different cast, For seasons. You Different cast, same seasons. Same sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they um, put a lot of effort into all of the stuff that they made. You got to imagine that that's what they had in the, in mind. Yeah. You know, from the outset, that, mm. you know, we'll do a movie and then we'll see if we can get a spin off show afterwards. Lots of. Um, uh, dressed up swimming pool diving scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. We, we sort of um, 
I got a feeling they they used a lot of skinny fish tanks in between the diving back there, so they'd, they'd have a dive. Like cameras were dry. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the divers were behind a, a glass window in a tank. Yep. And then in between there and the camera was a thin tank with fish that would swim past. I think. Now and then. Yeah, and they had a lot of under, underwater sets. Obviously, they'd built mm. an underwater thing with kelp and all sorts mm. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Went to a lot of trouble. Giant kraken. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, what about you, Dan? You'd seen it before, no? No, never seen it before, and it wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Mm. So, yes. um, yeah, and this type of thing's normally on my radar, so I was a bit surprised. It was like, oh, never seen this before. That's pretty cool. So the, so the tagline uh, on uh, our friends over at IMDb, uh, when the Earth is threatened by a burning Van Allen radiation belt, U.S. Navy Admiral Harum... Uh, Harriman Nelson plans to shoot a nuclear missile at the belt using his experimental atomic submarine, the Sea View. That's a cromulent way of dealing with these things. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it it sort of it took all the topical things from the from the day. Well, look at the poster. <laughs> rolled it into a thing. Voyage to amazing atomic adventure on land yeah. in outer space yep. and under the sea. They're, they're covering it, everything. Well, not not everything no, not out not of the everything. movie because there's giant squids and there's <laughs> well, it's under the sea thing. Yeah, there's minefields for some reason in the middle of the <laughs> Pacific. Um, yeah, no, so there's, uh, there's the only thing they're missing there is you know a journey beyond time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in land in the 24th century. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For time. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we might as well get jump in, and uh, as as normal, Dan, you're our master of ceremonies for all things narrative, and we'll progress our way through the film. There's massive spoiler alerts ahead. Um, we will be revealing the film on a sort of story beat by story beat process, mm. and stopping off to discuss various interesting facts, or at least the stuff that we found in- interesting along the way. So, uh, where do we start, sir? Well, um, uh, you know, start at the beginning, but um, and interestingly, at the beginning of this film, there's a big introduction thing, which I don't know, kind of. Well, like. I've got a I've got a poster just for uh, what you're uh, alluding to. Okay, so it's voyage to the bottom of the sea. Here, Frankie Avalon sings Frank Voyage to the Bottom of the Actually, Sea. Actually, we, yes, probably have to rewind back mm. one step because yeah. it starts off with Frankie Avalon Building out a big tune. Yes, this crooner tune. <laughs> and, I, and I paid some attention to it. It's like... Voyage to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> and you didn't know what movie. <laughs> and it's you like, did not know what sort of movie you were yeah, going right. to get. And the lyrics are like, we'll find true love at the bottom of the sea. No, there's freaking octopuses down there. There's not true love down at the it's bottom hugging. of the sea. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just reeked of a marketing ploy, didn't it? Like um, they shoved him in there um, into the film because he was a hit with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Some famous, <laughs> you know, he did all the boy beach, band. All those beach movies and it was it was him and Gidget. Remember her? Have you yeah, heard of Gidget? Yeah, yeah, Frank, yeah. He was Gidget's uh, other half in all the surfing yeah, movies. Yeah, surfing movies. That's that right. That might have been Mouseketeers. Probably, yes. At that's a very young age. starting to ring bizarre bells that I know for some reason. Yeah. So the, the movie poster's got people looking alarmed and pointing, and then there's people fighting uh, squid, uh, on, <laughs> and then there's the fire, flames in the sky, and, and then there's a little inset picture yeah. here, Frankie Avalon sing Voyage <laughs> to the Bottom of the Sea. So, yes, I didn't know what the hell I was getting into when, when that music started. Yes, that was... Um, I did 
have a vision that it was going to be singing more throughout the thing. Oh, I have Lord, got no. a massive pet hate about <laughs> musicals. Or I don't mind when there's a band, there's a reason for the singing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when song starts up and there's no band. When we're in the world where song, <laughs> in the song dimension. <laughs> yeah. Like Greece. Um, like Saturday Night Fever I like, mm-hmm. right? Greece I don't like. Uh, and okay. you know that's the difference is that there is a reason for that music and okay. then these guys all of a sudden have a backing band and they're in the grandstand. <laughs> and, yeah. So I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah, all right. So you get through that start with uh, Frankie singing about something that doesn't happen in the movie except it's got the C and the word bottom in it, I suppose. Anyway, then we go on and we uh, start um, meeting all of the characters. Before before we see meeting the characters, we meet the sub. The first thing we see okay. is a tremendous crash surfacing. A bridge. Thing, a bridge and it would kill everybody inside. It would kill everybody who's in there, all bones shattered. <laughs> and the aquarium that we later get exposed to with the shark inside, yeah. which is this, you know, filled to this brim. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So you can imagine all the water in that aquarium <laughs> leaning up against the wall. Yeah, I know. I've watched a bunch of docos on submarines, including submarine training things, and they say, we're going to do a crash surface, which is the opposite of a crash dive and it's nowhere near as spectacular it just sort of rises at a like 15 and a half degree angle out of the thing so yes no you're right it does launch itself out of the almost uh, entirely mm. jumps out of the water yeah, yeah. yeah and then splashes down very Thunderbird-esque too in its miniature shooting mm. type you know there's icebergs in the background and we're familiar with this we spend a lot of time around it the, f- the forces wind fire water they have their own scale. And mm. so, you mm. know, for for every square metre of <laughs> – every cubic metre of water has a tonne of weight. Is that roughly roughly uh, right? When it, so it's, a, it's about a kilo to a litre. Yes. Yeah? When an ice, ice – A kilo, yeah, yeah. kilo is a square cubic litre. So yeah, yeah, so it's about a tonne. It'll be a tonne. Right. Suppose, now, suppose. a tonne of water has weight. And so when waves move in the ocean, they are the, – there's so much mass that it can't move fast. Right, yes. it's the little bits on the surface might, as the wind blows, you know, in spray and whatever. But that big mass can't. So as soon as it's in a swimming pool, we're in trouble. And if you, even if you slow it down, it doesn't fix the problem. So that's what we're introduced to almost in the first shot. There, I was going to say an iceberg in the real world when a shard of iceberg comes off it's a terrific crash with a colossal water explosion and then it goes back to the surface it doesn't sink it don't sink to the bottom of the sea. no and when it happens in this movie the, uh, the iceberg falls off and it's kind of a, like a plonk yeah yeah, yeah. and the, there's no spray at all it's well, just we said 1961 yeah, so yeah. we've got to give them that absolutely but no, no I enjoyed all of those especially yeah, yeah. I kind of liked it I liked yeah. it for absolutely. what it was you know yeah. you know for what and it was I, you know Thunderbirds is a I'm a big fan of the old school Thunderbird stuff. Okay, so the movie starts off and we go and investigate, we go and meet everybody, which is kind of a cool thing to do in a movie. I think we've probably re- reviewed movies before. We, we haven't done that. But not step. having known anything about the film, you meet all the, the three the three people there. There's the the, the shrink lady, mm. the, the visitors. Mm. So you think, okay, we're going to ex- be exposed to all the crew yeah. via those visitors. We're going to see the film. That's what I sort of yeah. expect um, mm. uh, that I'll that those are the three characters that we will um, be following along. There's the so there's the shrink lady, yep. and there is the the investor guy. 
the senator. Senator, that's right. The shrink lady is also a senator. Yeah. Oh, was she? I didn't was know she? that. Yeah, yeah. I thought, no, she, no, I thought she was just doing a study on on confined spaces and. Shrink, no, I'm pretty shrink. sure she's a senator, but she also is mm. a shrink because the other guy was a senator. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's what I. Was a senator, and I'm immediately thinking, okay, so who we got? We got the love interest, and we've got the bad guy, and yeah. I picked the, this, the senator as the bad guy, yeah. Yeah. and then well, he was gone. He was out of the film. Yeah. Fifteen yeah, minutes later, they, they just him left him the, behind. They didn't set him up. As they the left him behind at the lift. Like he was, he just couldn't fit in the lift or yeah. something, or he didn't get back to yeah, the lift. Yeah, that's like, oh, right. We're going to go without him. Yeah. Um, I thought they used a good narrative um, device right at the very start, where we see the bridge of the um, uh, of the sub. The the main actor Walter Pigeon, who is the the admiral that devised the whole sub. He's watching television. He's watching mm. a television broadcast, and the television broadcast is describing who he is, mm. what mm. his expertise is, <laughs> that, that he created it, and even describes the people where we're about to go and meet. Mm. And he says that such and such senator is, uh, as we speak, such and such senator is on their way to yep. uh, uh, for sea trials and blah blah blah. So it sets up just this one broadcast that's happening on the underwater television. It's good expository dialogue disguised nicely, yeah. you know. So he didn't have to have, you know, the, one of the other guys come up and say, so, yeah. who are you, Admiral? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he'd say, well, I'm a scientist, <laughs> you <Exactly>. know. Um, <clears throat> we'll just right. accept that. So um, who are some of the characters? We've, we've got the shrink lady. Um, yes. We've got the, the weird, the With pencil pushing senator. Dr. Susan uh, Hiller. She's like, the shrink lady. She's, she's the, shrink. the shrink lady. Admiral Harriman Nelson, played by Walter Pigeon. He's okay, let's stop, guy. stop. Admiral there Nelson. Ha- Harriman? Harriman? I can't, can barely say Harriman. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Couldn't he be Jack Nelson? Sure. Okay, what's 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 real Admiral Nelson's and, name? And Horatio. Horatio. Isn't that a weird name? <laughs> Horatio. So yeah. I thought they're just trying to do something with H- H- Admiral H. Yeah. Nelson. And they just, oh, we can't call him Horatio. Let's yeah. call him Hori, 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 Harriman. Harriman sounds awesome. <laughs> no one will ever know, but that's, they'll all know. That's, that's so crazy that it's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, Lieutenant Kathy Connors, who, Kathy we haven't, Connors. who we haven't met yet. We, we get introduced to her in a little while uh, as they're doing the tour. I like um, Kathy Connors. It's got that nice well, alliteration. It's like Lois Lane. Yes. It's Kathy like Connors. yes, yeah. yes. It's, I can cope. It's a Stan Leeism. Kathy Connors. Like all of the all of the Marvel characters have the the, the yeah. matching name Jonah Jameson. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have uh, Commodore Lucius Emery. Yeah, played by Peter Law. Yeah, who plays <laughs> the best Igor of all time? He's, he's, he's always great. <laughs> he's yes, I'm coming, master. <laughs> um, Captain Lee Crane, played by Robert Sterling, who is um, he always throughout the whole movie looks like someone farted in the room and he's trying to smell what it smells like. <laughs> he's trying to he's searching his mind's eye all the time. He's always confused. He's sort of angry, but he's confused at the same time. I think uh, I was confused watching this film. I think he was too. Um, we've got um, Miguel Alvarez. Not yet. He but we haven't him. met him yet. No. That's right. But And at the time, he was married to Barbara Eden, yeah. who was uh, Kathy Connors. Oh, we, I suppose we have to Outside do a... Outside of the film. But do a little diversion on Kathy Connors slash Barbara Eden. Who is I Dream of Genie, of course. Yes, of And this course. is pre-I Dream of Genie, I believe. 1960, I don't know, yeah. 61, mm. maybe? Got a few? I don't know. But if I had to, to guess, probably. Breach, yeah. Well, if yeah. we're doing those digressions, then we need to talk about uh, Michael and Sarah, her husband as well, who is here pre-Star Trek. Yes, very famous in Star very Trek. Very famous in Star Trek. Um, as famous Klingon. 
That's Captain, oh, was he? Captain Kang. Ah, there you go. He's powerful. Actor. Came in. He was. Good, he's, good he's in Star Trek. He's also Even in, in this Space very Nine, demanding sort of character. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Very uh, weird injection into the film, though. Um, and then we've got a bunch of also rents. Uh, oh, and Frankie Avalon, of course, that we haven't met yet in the narrative. But yeah, who uh, hangs around and walks on and offset every now and again. Lieutenant and Danny things. Romano. He likes yeah. to repeat a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or green. <laughs> yes. Some other guy says, dive, dive. <laughs> <laughs> All yes, right. Yeah, you won't have to do any acting. Just whatever he says, just repeat it. So um, the Admiral goes to meet the, uh, the, the plane that's landed, the seaplane <clears> that's landed <throat> with... The senator, or potentially two senators, mm. and the other the shrink admiral. lady, and the the pencil pushing, and, and the, the other admiral, and just, yeah, there's, there's a, a spare admiral. Spare admiral. All right. So, my impression of all this is, what are the fucking who are all these people? <laughs> fucking half a captain and an admiral Harriman and a yeah. Commodore Lucius and a well, there's a crew. Uh, yeah, after about fifteen, I was like starting to lose track of who yeah. all these who all these people were. Half yeah. of them in brown uniforms. They do introduce them right at the start in a big bunch. Yeah. But the film is how long? Two, over two hours, isn't it? It's pretty long. Uh, 145. Yeah. 145 yeah, yeah. only. Felt like over two hours. It felt like two hours. So what did you think of Admiral Harriman Nelson? Because he's an admiral. You know, he invents the sub. Mm-hmm. But he also happens to be a physics genius of yeah. some description. Probably, yeah. probably plays the violin too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably plays it. Yes. he's. A I, I struggle to believe either because either was watered down by the other I can if you want me to believe you're a scientist you're gonna st- you need to stick that way right yeah. but but instead you, there's the military side and he, he gives all the orders and and it, I don't know it was a weird mix I've never seen it before yeah and if- did, did we see it in attack of the crab people wasn't the guy that was in charge also high up military guy that was also running around in this car key with the with the black tie and the big glasses. But I think they managed to keep their character to be one thing. Was he, he a scientist the, or just a military guy? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's definitely right. He, he, he's splitting, you know. He's he's scientist and mm. admiral, and it's like, oh, man, if he's a scientist, he's got to have a white coat on and he's got to be walking around with a clipboard. And then yeah. I'd be like, oh, he's a genius scientist, obviously. Yeah. So, and he can't give commands and he can't have the head-to-head with the captain. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why I'm saying we've got to have this bit of a restructure. Anyway, there's also Lucius, Commodore Lucius. Yes. Who's also another super scientist. Yes. Uh, a physicist. Physicist that likes fish. Walks sharks. <laughs> yes. Why was he walking the shark again? <laughs> the shark was uh, was he drugged. drugged it. They drugged it, and because the sharks need to move to breathe, he had to push the shark through the uh, right. through it the aquarium. Shark pushing. Move, a, move a very water f- foam latex looking shark, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a blood. Did you ever show the whole thing, or was it just a back with no, a fin on it? No, really. I got the no impression that he was it. making its tail wiggle when he was holding it. <laughs> oh no, that's good acting. That's. Pity. Laura. That's why they needed him. <laughs> um, all right. The next thing that happens in the movie is after they've wandered around and they're talking to everybody. So they did the tour. They did the tour. Yeah. They, they show the biggest in- interior submarine since the bloody <laughs> yeah. yes, it's the space, bloody space Captain subs- Nemo's yeah, yeah. Yes. thing with bay windows at the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Two stories high. That's well, yeah, yeah. The front. yeah. Two stories high windows. That you could play soccer in that bloody submarine. There's so much. No, no boat has as much area than this one. Mm-hmm. All right, and then suddenly. The inciting incident, I suppose, is it starts raining icebergs. Ah, uh, yes. Onto them, yes. 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 Um, and 
because ice does that apparently. Underwater, it, it rains down. It doesn't rains, float. It rains down. It doesn't <laughs> Str- float. Strangely, the icebergs do float <laughs> normally, except when they crack into Except when the Van Allen spills come down. When space fall. comes da- crashing down on you, the spi- icebergs yeah. have to give. So emergency uh, blower hatches surface, 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 and yes. uh, and what do they find? They find that the sky is red, blood red, and Tom. Talk to me about the Van Allen belt. <laughs> Who invented the Van Allen belt? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Apparently the Van Allen belt is um, uh, when they finally radio New York to find out what what has happened, mm-hmm. they're informed that the Van Allen belt uh, has caught on fire. That's right. Yes. Uh, due to some kind of or coincidental <laughs> media the shower. The gasoline Van Allen belt. Well, I'm glad it here. didn't caught on fire because of nuclear tests because most of these films from that era, you know, whatever happens to the uh, planet. Don't, don't, don't talk too soon because we've got a solution here. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but the, at least nuclear tests doesn't cause it. Here they are. The, so the, but yeah, no, they're radiation. So so cosmic rays, because they're ionized, they will uh, follow the uh, path of the Earth's magnetic field mm. and they will sort of, there's a certain sweet spot where they will just go around circles around the planet and they just accumulated over millions of years and there's just high level of radiation there. And where is it in relation to say between us and the moon? About halfway or? Not quite. I, I think don't it's think very it's that close high. actually. It's, it's fairly close. But they, it's not um, beyond the moon is it? It's no, 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 no. The astronauts going to the moon had to go through it. Yeah. And there's a lot of conjecture about a lot of uh, conspiracy theorists put that forward as that every astronaut that went to the moon had to go spend time in the Van Allen belt. Hmm. Um, and some of the astronauts have actually said that during that time, they could literally see shooting stars when their eyes were yes. closed. You can yeah. see that on astronauts on the ISS. You just close your eyes and you can some see yeah, cosmic oh, really? particles. Rarely, but that happens, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen electron electron uh, images of astronauts' helmets, mm. and you can see that on the inner, inner metal, there's these spikes. Wow. Tiny little spikes, electronic, microscopic little long spikes. And those are just micrometeors wow. that have hit the helmet and sort of <laughs> stop then, but deformed the metal. <laughs> no, was it, no wonder Buzz Aldrin's always smacking people out at events and stuff like that. Uh, so, so yes, and the Van Allen belt uh, as something that can catch on fire in, a, in an oxygenless so environment, probably <laughs> not, not so, something no. that, yeah. So the, the very premise of the sky on fire, rather than stick with something inside the atmosphere, mm. they went for something thousands of kilometres well, out were in just, space. They were just discovered. This is 1961. Yes, the Van Allen belts were very, yeah. very new at the yeah. time. They were yeah. the hot topic. Yeah. yeah. And like a lot of the films we've looked at, <clears> they, they do that. They sort of jump on late, the latest tech. And we latest. do that as well today. Yeah. That, and that's the part of the point of science fiction yeah. is for us to explore as a society, mm. well, what are we going to do with the Van Allen belt? We just found it. You know, <laughs> what if it caught on fire? <laughs> Let's make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So they've surfaced... They've realised the sky is on fire, <coughs> and they've got word from New York that uh, the whole world <coughs> is in fact everything. Yeah, radios don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Surprised that electricity works still, except for the radio that they called New York to find out the radios didn't work. They was that later on when they have the the, the undersea cable. Later on, no, the they, radios. They, they, knew, they called New York first to find out what had happened. The they? radios were in the process of not working. That's right. It's a, right. a, a, a slow. That's right. <laughs> You see, that's how the Van Allen belt works. And they got word <coughs> to proceed back to New York at all at, Because at all of the speed. best brains in the world were going to be there. Yep. And it turns out that Harrison Horatio Nelson is one of the two best brains that there is. <laughs> on the planet. And he must be there. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, they, so they plot a course. 
Um, no, 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 they don't do that yet because whilst they're down there in the conning tower talking to Washington, old Captain Lee Harvey Oswald, or whatever his name was, is up there with his binox. Aha, uh-huh, that's right. When, just when they're about to die, look. he thought he'd have a last-minute look. Yes. And what does he see? He sees a small mannequin on a yeah, plastic on a, iceberg. A piece of foam. <laughs> a piece of foam floating <laughs> out there in the ocean. It's crazy. <laughs> Send out the rescue c- c- crew. <laughs> And just to show how what a what a hard guy the captain is, everybody who goes up to the surface sweats because yes. of the enormous heat. Yeah, everybody true. comes back drenched, except the captain. Oh. His shirt's dry. He's <laughs> a cool dude. He keeps yeah. it cool. Um, so they rescue, uh, and who do they rescue? It's uh, what's captain his name? Gang. Miguel. Miguel. Miguel Alvarez. Alvarez, who I think is consistently just called Alvarez throughout the whole thing, because he's probably. Uh, part of an ethnic minority on the ship. They just called him his last name. And I get suspicious immediately when he comes on board because I'm still trying to figure out where the bad guy is. This is something I, for two hours and 45 minutes, one hour, 45 minutes, Yep. I, I'm, I'm still not able to determine. Yep. At the end of the movie, credits roll, I go, who was the bad guy? <laughs> who was the saboteur? I, mean, I, was, I was confused the entire film. I was thinking, okay, who, what, what, who am I rooting for and who, is, who am I? So, of course, the, the, uh, the, as I said already, the, the, um, the congressman was my first guess. And yep. then here comes an ethnic person. So, oh, yeah, and there's 61. This is, he's, he's possibly the bad guy. And, yeah, he does some stupid thing at the end. But even though I, 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 I'm not I'm, – I'm on board with him. Yeah. I'm on board. You have to – when we get to that point, you got to explain the bloody thing. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, so he comes on board and he also brings a, another person on board who yep. is a small dog. Yes. Yes. Okay, so – why? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Dog didn't like no, save the day or no, eat biscuits. Uh, or it, and it never shows It never shows up no, again. There's a one other scene where he's patting it on a bed there yeah. at one point and then we never see it again. Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, very weird. Very weird. Okay, so we have to now get to New York City yeah. to the UN very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're on blasting our way to, to <clears> New York, the captain, uh, the admiral... Yeah, Admiral. And, um, and his offside and scientist his Commodore. buddy are trying to solve the problem of the Van Allen belt being on fire. Yes. Using maths and physics. Not just using maths and physics. They have equipment. Ah. What do they use? I can't remember equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they use a computer? Does not? No, they don't use a computer. They have an abacus. Oh, he's got a slide rule. He's got a friggin' slide rule. Of course he does. And he works that shit out on that slide rule. And he checked. I remember at one point he actually pulled the slide rule out. It confirmed his findings and he (laughs) was elated. Have you ever used a slide rule? (laughs) Not not for that reason. And what, right. was his, what was his um, – did he, did he reveal what the uh, solution no. was? No. So the whole conversation is, I've just checked the, conver- the, the, the calculations and they turned out to be correct. And the other guy says, are you sure they're correct? Well, I'm sliding this rule and, yes, it's correct. It's a genius move. <laughs> now come over here and you check the calculations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You come over. <laughs> yes, it's totally correct. Okay, thanks. <sighs> and meanwhile, while all this is happening, right um, – there's this strange scene where um, <clears throat> the captain hears bugling, uh, trumpeting coming from some door down the, the hallway. Yeah. He opens up the doorway and what do we find? 
We find that there is some fraternising going on. <laughs> there's, there's, our, the, uh, there's our wonder the boy, um, Frankie Avalon, blasting out some tunes <laughs> on a trumpet. Yes. Just he's well known for trumpeting, apparently. And, uh, and Kathy Connors <laughs> twisting the, <laughs> twisting the night away. Dancing to the whooping <laughs> cheers of 30 sailors. Well, I'll just yeah. sit around watching and cheering. Hey, yeah, shake it, yeah. shake it. And once shake again, it, once again, I've gone back to a point where, okay, well, now what this, what, now what's this movie? <laughs> right at the start, we got Frankie singing. Then we got a bunch of science and, okay, we're heading down the road of a science yeah, fiction. Musically. And then that happened again. And I got, oh, no, we're back. We're back. Where are we going here? And where we do go is that the captain comes in and he shouts and raves, what is going on now? And then he hauls out and the Admiral, Kathy Connors. And the Admiral's in there having a go as well. And the Admiral and everybody's pissed out and he, pissed off and he hauls out Kathy Connors and he says, what are you doing? And she says, I was just dancing. And then they start kissing. In the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that, the, uh, that Kathy Connors is betrothed. Um, and they're due to, to wed. Was that in any way a part of the essential part of the story that they're coming? No, unless, well, unless you count bearing? her concerned looks when he's getting squeezed by an octopus. Mm. They didn't want to make Frankie Avalon into a liar mm. and not find any true love at the bottom of the sea. It put her in a later on when there's a captain versus admiral scenario going on. She's this sort of pawn that. You know, she, she she goes back and forth, yeah, yeah. trying to balance things out and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so they arrive at the UN. Yes. Okay, so pulls into the UN, the sky's all red. Um, the UN is all sitting around. You, they waiting. literally pull in at the UN. <laughs> yeah, they do. They pull up they at the UN. They literally park at the UN. <laughs> yeah, they had a park already organised. something very Batman about that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they there get out. There was a Batman sound in there, wasn't there? Yeah, when the when the, the missiles rocket. launched at the yeah, end, yeah. It's, the bat, it's the turbines to speed um, when the Batmobile oh, takes the, off. Yeah. Yeah, that, yes. It's yeah, the same true, sound. True. Yeah, they must have only had like 15 sound effects back in those days or something yeah. or other. So we um, see that the quorum of um, representatives from many countries arguing right. and yelling and being uh, UNE. Being UNE. <laughs> um, and then the Admiral. And there's also there's a, like this amphitheatre of people yeah, yeah. surrounding two empty chairs. That's right. right. Like there's supposed to be something over here, but no one ever talks to the <laughs> thing that's over here. But yes, um, the Admiral turns up with his... Uh, He's rolled up plans. Yes. And um, <coughs> so he takes his seat and um, there's another, the other yes. great brain of the world, which is um, Zuko, somebody or other Zuko. Zuko, yes, who's famous for playing uh, Moriarty in um, mm. in some of the Sherlock Holmes ah. films. Right. I'll give you his name. He Henry Daniel. Yes, Henry Daniel. So he's not quite. Well, it's really, really weird because our hero gets front and center in the very center yes. of the of the amphitheater, whereas Zuko sits off on the side, yeah. the other great brain yeah. in the world for some reason. Um, and Zuko has a theory of his own. They have they have a plan. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's com- there's competing plans. We hear Zuko's. First, I think he announces it before the admiral turns up. So he's talking to the quorum, and he and his plan is. My calculations are that this thing is growing in heat uh, gradually for a certain amount of time, and then it will reach a hundred what is hundred and thirty-seven degrees or something, and then it cannot burn anymore, and therefore the the whole effect will stop and it will go away. Yes. Hmm. So his plan was to do nothing. 
and it'll just go away by itself. Yes, he's quite passionate about his plan. And so what's Horatio, not Horatio Nelson's plan? Launch a nuke. Well, the only, <laughs> only sensible thing to do in the 1961 is Let me think about this. Launch a nuke at it. Well, we, got to- we just got those blasted things. Yeah. We've got to use them. Yeah. yeah. But the nuke is not really the plan. The plan is exactly the moment that, the, that it has to be launched. <clears throat> That's right. From a particular place on the planet Earth. Can only be launched off the island of Guam <clears throat> in the in the Pacific. 537. At, yeah, at 1,400, 4 1,400 yeah. or <laughs> 1,600 hours or something on the 16th of – or it was on – it had to be launched on the 29th of the month, mm. but Zuko's plan didn't. We didn't know that it was going to be confirmed to be true until the 30th of the month. That's right. So we got problems. So the admiral um, took it upon himself to move forward in his direction anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. The admiral says, "What does he? What does he say?" He says, well, what actually I think happens in order is Zuko stands up and says, all right, everybody in the UN, let's take a vote. Who thinks my plan is best? And so people go, no, no, who thinks his plan is best? And people go, and who thinks my plan is best? And everybody goes, huzzah! (laughs) And then Nelson says, fuck you guys. (laughs) I only take my orders from the President of the United States. I'm an American. This year ends in New York City. Screw you guys. I'm going over to my submarine and I'm going to bloody nick this thing. It was so American. It was so American, wasn't it? Because <laughs> he was rolling his plans up. As soon as they took the vote, he wasn't arguing anything. He was just rolling the plans up. It's under this. Come on, we're out of here. <laughs> so they go and get in the lift and yeah. they close it and everybody's banging on the lift and banging yeah. on the lift. They uh, leave the senator behind. They leave, he, yeah, that pencil pusher behind. Then they go down and they jump in the sub and then the cops come out yeah, and yeah. the cops are running. Cops and are banging on banging the, the sub door. Let us in. Let us in. <laughs> And then the Admiral tells the Captain to take us under. Yes. <laughs> Leaving the cops to swim in the uh, in the Hudson. Yes, and the Captain, he says, you know, yes, you'll probably drown the cops. And Nelson says, ah, they know how to swim. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they became cops. They know what they got themselves into. <laughs> he's quite drown. flippant, isn't he, the, the Admiral, um, when it comes to... He's, he's a he's a big picture guy. And you can see where my confusion throughout the film comes from yeah. because there is this, this, this conflict now. We have these two... Two theories, two two scientists, and this guy just hot-headed storms off and wants to nuke things, and you go, is he wrong or is he right? Yeah. And, I mean, that's quite a realistic thing yeah. to, you know, you don't know. That's great. But it, it sort of lacked the, the bad guy, lacked, lacked yeah. really knowing who are we. And throughout the entire film, it doesn't, it, it, it yeah. never resolved itself. And whether people it, kept morphing into the bad guy. At one point, the, the psychiatrist chick, she... To me, became the bad guy. Well, she, she was the one spreading she, all the bad vibes about the admiral, you know, and and saying no, he's losing his mind. It's 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 his comic mm. book process. So, <laughs> so she would become. And well, then there was she did get her come, her come up. up she, she she got eaten by a ruddy shark. So yeah. so she obviously was a bad guy because yeah. otherwise she wouldn't have been eaten. Oh, I, I thought, knew that was when she went and tampered with the bloody. Yeah, yeah. Because the good guy, he had his hand in the water and his hand wasn't eaten for dessert. Yeah. So he was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sharks can tell those things. Sharks Bearful. can tell Bearful. that. They can instinctively <laughs> know who's good at that. James All right. So Nelson's going to yeah. head off to the Marianas and he's going to do his thing. And um, yeah. and meanwhile, the Alvarez and the and the lady. Shrink psychiatrist senators stuck on the sub, and they kind of didn't want to be there, but yep. they're stuck on the sub. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and so, why even? 
Why? Alvarez could have gone off in New York. Oh, Why know, was he even just, there? I know. So yeah. it's over the senator chick. But yeah. anyway. The only thing I took from that was that Alvarez was already <laughs> starting to formulate a... Um, I thought she said why she was there. I thought she said she was doing an evaluation of the crew and she was yeah. going to be there on she the journey. She was assigned but to But why the, the civilian? Was she? Why this guy was I there? Think he, I, I think he, deep down he knew he was going to try to uh, do the will of God. Sabotage. All right. Mm. So they're off in the ocean, sailing the ocean blue, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> ignoring the UN, Nelson takes his orders from the POTUS. So he wants yes. to get on the blower to the POTUS, but the radio's out because of the Van Allen belts on fire. So he comes up with a cunning plan mm. that they're going to tap into the Atlantic Sea Cable. Off Brazil. Off the north coast mm-hmm. of Brazil or That's something right. or other. Because they had to go around the horn because <clears throat> the... Uh, um it is the horn. South, South America's the Cape horn, or is it Good Hope or whatever? So around uh, the bottom. Yeah, around the... to go around the bottom of South America because the Suez Canal was out of action from something. Right. Oh, Did they it? say why? Maybe there was a Van Allen belt inside. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mini Van Allen belt. <laughs> so they went the long way around. Um, and on the way, the Admiral decides that we're going to use... We're going to tap in to the telephone cable that goes from... Rio, Lon- Rio to... Rio to London. Somewhere, yeah. Okay, so that's going to involve a bunch of people getting into scuba suits with their... They're going to get equipped with all of their underwater... Because every scuba diver needs to take a harpoon. Yeah, yes, yes. We, we do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they all go out with a harpoon. You think, bloody hell, this is not James Bond. But of course it is. Yeah. And they need them. And yes. They never seem to string the rubber either on those. They've always got this loose, dangly, wobbly rubber at the front. It's supposed to be strung back here to the trigger. Um, but yes, they... Uh, and they conveniently, for the audience's benefit, wore different coloured uh, wetsuits. I, mm-hmm. I saw. I thought that was good. They had the yellow one, the red one, mm-hmm. and, the, and then the also red black one. So yeah. we knew one of these guys is going to cop it. <laughs> yeah. And the civilian is there again. Alvarez goes there and says, "I have to be there because I can scuba dive. Yeah. Yes. You need me." Yes, yeah. like because a whole bunch of submarines. Because a whole people. submarine full of people, <laughs> they couldn't find scuba divers. Yeah, underwater. <laughs> that was our first introduction to the volunteer system that they had. It was very prevalent on the boat. All right, so they've got their little mine detectors, and they beep, 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 and they sweep away four pebbles, and it's like, oh, we found the cable. Here it is here. Okay, here it is here. It's, it's a beautiful here. coral reef. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful 5, coral reef. 5,000 kilometres wide. Anyway, beep, 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 oh, here it is. All right, so they find it, yeah. and um, then immediately a shark attacks them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's a sawfish. Yeah, yeah. Sawfish just swims by. It just it was meanders. A, it was yeah, a swordfish. Yeah, true. It didn't really. Yes, it didn't yeah. really attack. I knew them, it had it? a sword. Was it a swordfish? Saw sawfish. It, it had this big long nose. Yeah, it's, thing. it's it, a. It's a. And is that a type of shark? Yeah, it's a. It's a kind of ray, actually. Yeah, that's. But they're they're. they're uh, Do they have uh, teeth normally? Cartilaginous fish. They're they got teeth on their yeah, nose. Yeah, got teeth. Yeah, absolutely. So was that a? Was it a fake one? Look, it was. I oh, hope it was a fake I, one. No, it was a fake one. Yeah, they put a harpoon through it. It no, was. that was a fake one. It was, yeah. But yes, so Captain sees fish. Gotta kill it. Get moved. <laughs> you, you see a lot of films in your life and you never see a, 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 a sawfish attack a person. Yeah. <laughs> no. As a method of death. No. <laughs> they don't. I don't know. I don't know how it would do it. But. And it wasn't. It was just swimming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, that's what I got. I'm well. going home now. After a day of work. There's a guy and he's sort of My funny. children. The guy's got his head down and he just looks up and he goes. <laughs> Good shot. Yeah. <laughs> First chance. Yes. Got it. Killing nature. Um, 
and then we and then we see something lurking in the uh, in the weeds in the background, mm. which is ginormous Archetitis, a, a giant squid, squidly diddly, in mm-hmm. fifteen meters depth. Yeah, with the creeping with the creeping uh, tentacles, mm-hmm. tentacle moving across towards our captain. Yes. Our main uh, main captain. Yep. Maybe so, that was also just a prop that they had from some other <laughs> lagoon movie. And they so just can I describe what happens next? Yes. Please. The captain grabs the tentacle and wraps it around himself <laughs> five <laughs> times until he ends up at I the front it. of the octopus. Yeah, in, in a in a wrapping spinning motion, <laughs> managed to stitch himself right up. <laughs> he obviously hadn't done his octopus battle training yeah. at uh, submarine school. He un- he managed to unload a, a bolt from his uh, spear gun, mm. and then the other guys turned up and they unloaded bolts from their spear guns. And it was about this time that I was thinking to myself, "All right, there's a bunch of." Actors underwater shooting spear guns in a wrestling match at point blank yeah, range. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, <laughs> do they have fake spear guns or are these actual? Don't worry, I'll shoot it over here and I won't hit you. You him. shoot it over there and don't hit me. All right, everybody go crazy. Let's go. <laughs> Not to mention, there's probably some diver inside the squid. <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah, he's like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> so the big guy uh, ends up saving the day, doesn't he? Alvarez. 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 Saves him. Um, They cut... uh, I thought it was a good practical effect when they cut the tentacle and all of the red dye leaked out into the water. Yeah, yeah. We could clearly see what was going on in the frenzy. Um, Mm. But the captain was was saved and brought back to the ship and the telephone line was tapped. I think everybody... Didn't die. Yeah, yeah. I was quite yeah, shocked yeah. to see a, that the crewman number four. Yeah, we could have eaten him at least. Yeah, I thought the mm. shark something should have yes. taken him out. Um, the only people, the only people that died were the marine life that lived there <laughs> at oh, their no, home. No, there were two. There were two boys in a mini submarine. <laughs> no, no, got, just but in this excursion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, humans yeah, right, come yeah. there, they just kill and slaughter everything around them, <laughs> and then they go back on board and go, yeah. <laughs> Let's bomb the vanilla's belts <laughs> next. <laughs> All right, so they're back on the um, <clears throat> on the sub, and um, so they're all like, "Now, I was gonna, I was thinking that there'd be a nice, I don't know, a bit of a wrap up." Um, no, that's right. The the captain is trying to call the president of the United States. That's the, right. The so admiral, they, yes. Yeah, they've made the connection, and he says, "We've got the connection through." Sir. Through to London. He's asking to <clears throat> London to be put through to Washington. Yes, and he's saying, so, "Yeah, so, yeah." Can I talk to the president of the United States? And some, <laughs> hello, this is Gary's fish yeah, yeah. shop. Yeah. You want fish? <laughs> no, I want the president of the United States. That's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. The one person that they actually called <laughs> by tapping into the transatlantic phone line. Yeah. Happened to know how to talk to Washington, like it was exactly the right person that they were, and informed them, of course, that um, uh, we've lost all connection to. to That's New right. York. So we can't get through uh, to to Washington. Um, so oh, there's a red phone that connects the, <coughs> all the presidents of the world, right? Uh, yes. And so if you tap the under undersea cable, you look for the look red for the cable. Red wire. The little red that yeah. joins all of the red phones. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Exactly that's what happened. Exactly what happens. All right. Um, then everything goes dark. Well, the the, the admiral announces to the crew that we can't talk to the president, so we're going ahead anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we're he says, going oh, I'm going to have to make the decision. Yeah. Yes. All right. Some of the crew <clears throat> instantly mm-hmm. were not happy about that. So we, we were introduced to the notion that half the crew or a large percentage of the crew down in their quarters mm. are pretty pissed. Mm. Because all they want to do now that the world is ending... 
Yes. Is go home to their families. Yes. Which is every soldier's right. The, apparently. The going gets tough. <laughs> apparently when yes. things get dangerous, soldiers <laughs> should go home to their loved ones. <laughs> yeah. We can just demand. I think the exact phrase later in the film is we demand. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. that we go yeah. and do that. Yeah, we go find somebody else to do the dirty work because <clears throat> yep. we're soldiers and we need to be at home. That's right. Yes, and the shooting's getting a little bit heavy and... uh <laughs> we go home now? Yes, we want to go home now. Thank you very much. It's been fun. <clears throat> so, yes, everything goes black. Um, yes, everything goes black. Yeah. And, um, Including it, sonar and radar. That's right. The janitor, the janitor, the janitor is out. Mm-hmm. The janitor was... Pedaling, yeah. powering the sub. The, generator, the gen- <coughs> janitor that was pedaling the generator. <laughs> He's out. Yep. Um, and uh, so they say, oh, well, we're going to have to stop and fiddle-faddle around for about 15 hours. And Admiral says, no, we'll have none of that. Um, we're just going to motor on anyway. We'll, we'll motor on and we'll look out the front window to see what Yes, because we haven't got sonar, we haven't got radar, but we do have a window out the front. <laughs> oh, what one? What a, what a window. Yes. <laughs> Nice comfy chairs. Yeah, they didn't assign anyone to stand at the window to look. <laughs> no. <laughs> Otherwise, they might have seen the mines coming towards That's them. right. Because they instantly run into a minefield. Yes, they do. Yes. One of those minefields that those was just... pesky minefields. <laughs> just just, just the, mines every five metres. There's hundreds of them. <laughs> right, right there in that one spot. <laughs> It must have been underneath the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. That's probably what sunk all the boats. It was a good suspenseful moment where, where the, the sub sort of... Yeah, catches one. All stop, and it just catches one, yeah. and then as it's lurching forward, the, it's come up against the cable, and the cable's sort of dragging it down towards the sub, and it just stops right there. So I thought that was a nice moment yeah. mm-hmm. in, the, in the miniature one. And they pull back, and they're <coughs> snagged. Yeah. Yeah, and it's caught in their bumper bar or That's something right. or yeah, other. Some kind of lighting <coughs> bumper bar or something. Headlights. It's a light, a headlight. It's the headlights. headlights caught, yeah. in the headlights. caught in the headlights. Okay, so how are we going to solve this issue? Someone's got to go out there. Yes. Yep. And it's too deep now, so they can't send out divers. So they're That's deep right. mines. They're very deep mines. Yes. <laughs> Only for submarines. So they're clearly just for submarines. <laughs> yes. And obviously, for I mean, that's where submarines are. Uh, yeah. Caught this submarine. <laughs> um, so what is the alternative? Um, so they're going to have to ask for volunteers. <clears throat> Which is usually the way on this sub. Yes. Um, and sometimes civilians are fine to volunteer as well, that mm-hmm. we found earlier. Mm-hmm. But yes, they asked for sub. We, we did, earlier in the piece, early in the film, we got introduced to young Willie. Was it Willie or Tommy? Whatever. Timmy? But he was, he was, Timmy. Yeah. yeah. He, was Timmy, an, Tommy, he was the Admiral's daughter, son. You know, one yeah. of the Admiral's friend's sons. With a bright future With in a bright future and you immediately go, oh, you're going to cop it. Yeah, you're gone. <laughs> you are gone. Dead. And so obviously... and. They asked for volunteers, but the uh, and and the sort of chief or something, yeah, you know, yeah the master veteran chief, he he volunteered and then pretty much guilted the guy <laughs> next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, here's your chance. <laughs> you know, yes, so yes. so uh, and he was reluctant. Let's just say little Willie was uh, not really keen to go. Mm. It was all written all over him, but uh, he went because mm. he was quite the sub the mini sub mariner. Yes. Mm. Um, so they go out in their mini sub with yep. their little blaster torch on the front. Yep. And they burn through the cable. They seem to rush into it. I don't think <laughs> they did. They? they did take they, it rather they quick. They didn't sort of motor out <laughs> yeah. and then stop and then hit the thing. They sort of, they almost switched the, the, the little <laughs> welding torch as they were still <laughs> yeah. going. Trying to do a drive-by. Yeah, because if they hadn't <clears> held up for a bit, someone might have realised that there was another mine up there. And if we release this one, it's going to crash into that one. So let's cut that chain first. But they didn't. Uh, and as a result... Uh, hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. They tried to expedite and ran straight into another mine, and it was all over. It was quite the explosion in front of all watching in the observation. Mm. 
And mid, yeah, it blows up. And then some water pours into the submarine. Mm. Whenever something goes wrong, water you pours in. But there's always a wheel. Whenever there's, there's water always a wheel that you can turn. Yeah. You just do that. It, yes. Um, I thought the implosions, the underwater implosions, were quite good in this. Mm. The, the little sub, and then later there's a bigger sub that mm-hmm. implodes. Um, I, w- I would have loved to have seen how they did that practically. All right, so um, back on board. <clears throat> we're going to wrap up that little adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and something weird happens. Um, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Something weird happens. Is that... Did we get attacked by another octopus? Or does that happen later? It happens... How many octopuses were I don't in this know, movie? I only the film once. There was a squid... A squid attacked the people... Mm-hmm. And an octopus attacked the sub. That yeah. was a large octopus at the end there when they zapped uh, it. They, yeah, yeah, that's they, right. They gave it some. Oh, nu- they, they, they polarized the hull or yeah, something. Yes. Using yeah, the anti polarity of the hull. Um, but that was not long <clears throat> after the uh, mine mine stuff. So in between the the, um, the zapping of the in between the mine field scenes and the octopus, a whole lot of conversations were going on in the ship in relation to the admiral yeah and the, and so the and the people were turning on people starts to turn into a bit of a who done it yeah and because fact, they were sabotaged the generator <coughs> the that's right yeah, they're on right. fire or right. has that not happened yet no no that's about to happen okay. yeah but there's an, the, another weird in- incident where there's a dead person in the mortuary that's right yes and it they go in there and there's and it's Johnny Roger who's dead and there's a note in his hand yep. and his note was I sabotaged the janitor generator yeah and it led to the death of the other people so I decided to commit suicide yeah yeah yes that's that's exactly what happened in the film and I wonder what his plan was there was there didn't appear to be any plan um, there was a lot of interest about the note. It was almost like that whole thing was set up about trying to work out where the note that the Admiral found, because the Admiral found a note in his quarters that threatened his life. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was another one, yeah, saying, you lunatic, you're going to be, get, you're going to get it. Yeah. And then there was a... And then there was this note, and they compared the two they notes, compare, and they were trying right. to see yeah. if the same typewriter typed the notes. Yeah. <clears throat> now, yeah. this is where it started to get a little bit weird, where yeah. you're trying to find the bad guy, <laughs> and it appears that the bad guy... It's just done his bad stuff, and then he took himself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the mm. note. Or the, was he killed, and then it's made to look make like it look like yeah. you don't know. But they never do the payoff. No, they no, never, no, they don't. They never. No. That's right. Yeah. What they needed to have in this movie is they needed to have a hand. Yeah. You know, they just needed to have a shot of a hand reaching into pulling cables apart. Dun, dun, or dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a hand with a, a club whacking that guy. Or would the back it even of the be good to just know? I mean, I know it's realistic that we don't know who's right or like who who of the two scientists is doing the right thing. Yeah. But it would be good, I think, for storytelling thing and for me to engage with the story to know who's right. I mean, he is yeah. storming off on his own. No yeah. commands from the. Potos, or I'm going to do it myself. Yep. The whole world is after him, telling him no. Other scientists are saying, don't do it. Yeah. He goes, yeah. and you think, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he could be. Mm-hmm. He could be, but maybe he's not because he's got the, the good guys on his side and he makes good arguments. Yep. So 
You're confused. And they were also setting him up to be the bad guy because the captain kept, you know, rubbing his chin because it's like, you know, the Admiral keeps not saving people or almost drowning the cops. We're starting to build a case that he's a bit of a crazy person. And and, and the psychiatrist does the same. She's lumping on more doubt on that as well. Um, I agree with Tom. As you go through this film, all of these instances happen, but you could quite easily resolve the end of the film with every one of those instances being... Um, attributed to a different human. That's what like I you think. Could quite lit- all of those things could could have been done by a different person. <coughs> That's you, what my takeaway. No idea you which one. Yeah. That was my takeaway from the film: is that they were all independently done. Yeah. You know, three and sabotage. They didn't play attempts. that. Like, like you could have, if that was the case, you could have played that up. Like, you could have, you could have played the fact that every you got to make it. There's cons- multiple conspirators. Yeah, you got to make it obvious, or even simpler. Just have one freaking conspirator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, now, right. you, now you just sounded like Sparks, who we didn't mention in the film just yet. <laughs> That's right. The radio right. operator. The radio guy. <laughs> the guy who will yell because the radio. <laughs> sure, we'll do that. Cap. I've been listening to Static for 24 hours. It's <laughs> really doing. My head in calling my New brain York. Is calling New York. <laughs> brain hurts. All right, so cough, cough. Yep. The ship's on fire. The, well, the doctor's on fire. The admiral's on fire. The admiral's on fire. He's sleeping <laughs> in his, his bed. <laughs> and my like, first thought was he, he's fallen asleep with a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, someone tried to put it on on the cigar. Yeah, blame it on the cigar. Um, and uh, so they put the fire out mm. and um, and realised that it is a. Or the Admiral is convinced that it's an attempt on his life. Because mm-hmm. he ran out of cigars. Yeah. He, That's he, right. He didn't have any. Yeah. Yes. So he's got to go down now and get some more. The yes. captain is just adding it to the pile, the building pile of uh, evidence that the Admiral is losing it. That he's, he's a madman and he's lost. And and he's aided by the psychiatrist who is hmm. who is telling him. Who is whispering in his ear. It's, 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 it's copybook. It's copybook. It's exactly what you'd expect him to say. Yes, he's delusional, paranoid, nut job. But we never get any payoff. No. Where did it come? Who did? Why did? Ah. Yeah. He didn't tell us. Maybe it was the doctor the whole time. The, the psychiatrist. The, the psychiatrist yeah. because the dead guy was in her doctor's office. Right, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the medical office. Later on, she's the one that goes into the nuclear nuclear uh, room, nuclear room, Shuts and tries down. to sabotage. Um, so there's at least two things that she's tied directly to, even though we only have evidence of the latter. Mm. I don't know. Maybe anyway. Then another throwaway bit of nonsense. Just after they put all the fire out, <clears throat> Commodore Lucius. <clears throat> Excuse me. Points up to the ventilator and says, "Gas." I remember yes, the gas. Yes, yes. But they never paid that off. Was that just smoke or? There's so many gas? things happening. You just, they didn't I'm just perpetually three and a half hours of watching the film. I'm just confused <laughs> the entire time through. I know why they did it because they needed to surface. They needed to get the people out of the ship so that they could see the other ship. Yes. And did you notice the other ship where they sent they sent some boys over on a boat, really small boat. Yeah. Mm. They sent some boys over to check out the ship. And when they landed on the ship, they found that everybody was dead. Yes. In the 13 it's seconds. A ghost ship. In the 13 seconds it took to search this massive ship. <laughs> yes. The whole time, <coughs> someone's blowing the foghorn on the ship. Yes, I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just another octopus. And the guy goes, nah, everybody's dead. Let's go. <laughs> and then what happens? What happens There's at some that guy, point? Save me! Save me! <laughs> They all go back. They go back and tell the the, the rest of uh, the crew that are now sitting on, standing on top of the uh, floating submarine. 
waiting for the gas to be mm-hmm. uh, cleared out. And they have a discussion about this is when the uh, when the soldiers muti- the mutiny the, uh, yeah. mutineers um, slash uh, I've got a headache I want to go home boys mm-hmm. um, uh, demand to be taken home and the admiral takes upon it uh, upon himself to cut cut them some slack with the mutiny side of things and says well there's a good ship over there you can take that despite the fact that that ship's full of dead people <laughs> yes right they're sailors as well what chance like why do you <laughs> not, not one of them thought well why do we want to go over to the death ship right mm. where I was thinking that as well oh. what do you gain by going over to the death ship <laughs> so that's your choice that's the only <clears throat> ship you I wanted- mean imagine you stay on the sub yeah. and let's imagine that the nuke doesn't do anything yeah. and everybody dies it doesn't matter where you are you're all going to die yeah. well let's imagine that the nuke does save the day yep I mean, then you're stuck on a death ship. Yeah. <laughs> but you brought up that point, Dan. What if the nuke, what if the Admiral is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Van Allen belt really fizzles out on the 30th. Yes. Well, if he goes on the 29th and <clears throat> fires, I mean, what was the, what would have been the... But let's imagine the Admiral fires it up and the yeah. bad thing happens and it nukes the Earth. It bounces off the Van Allen belt and comes back and One more nuke. <laughs> it makes it worse. Was That was Zukov's argument that, you know, you're oh, going to make it worse, buddy. Yeah. Right. Let's imagine now that you've transferred to the ghost ship and it makes it worse yeah. well that doesn't help <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you might as well stay in your nice quarters now all of this a stinky stinky ghost ship. all yeah. of this discussion is only because the guys that went over and checked the death ship came back with a newspaper ah and on the front page of the newspaper because apparently the rest of the world is still making news <laughs> still selling newspapers <laughs> um it said that the all of the world's navies that's right. Are hunting the, the yeah. sea view to stop and, and with orders to kill, yeah. shoot to kill the uh, admiral and in the yet sea the view. And the admiral goes, oh, we're continuing. Yeah, we're Couldn't still- reach the president. I'm in charge. That's right. That's right. So you would think that the president was think, one of those people think, that ordered, yeah. ordered all those things. <laughs> yes, you could probably put two and two together there and so think. it doesn't alleviate the confusion. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah. All right. So... The 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 guys who want to go home and don't want to play in the army anymore, they yeah. get on the ship. Then the other guys get it, and then they're under back under the water. The All ad- right, Admiral's theory is we're better to have a skeleton crew that want to be here than a than a pack of idiots that don't. Now there's another thing that the, the, they say. All right, we're 49 minutes out from the launch thingo, and we're almost ready to launch. <clears throat> and then an interesting little story beat happens where Admiral Horatio, not Horatio Nelson, goes down into the medical thingy, and he's puttering around talking to people, and he comes across Richie Valens, yeah. <laughs> who's in there like oh, in a dressing gown in the sick bay. <laughs> yes, and so what? What does he? Say and do to the well. The, he finds um, <coughs> he finds him in his dressing gown and says, "What's wrong with you?" And he says, "I got a headache." And mm. so the doctor said, "I should stay here." Mm. He said, "You look fine to me. Get back on get back on duty." You pip squeak. Yeah, you pip squeak. <laughs> and uh, he gives he gives the admiral a bit of lip, mm. and so the admiral bitch slaps him. Yeah, hell yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> yeah, calls him a pip squeak. Bitch slaps him and leaves. And the captain walked in just at that moment and was able to witness the Admiral mm-hmm. slapping the crewman, mm-hmm. one of his crewmen, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it. Yep. That was it. That's the final straw. Yep. He's decided because he's recently, in a previous scene, been looking through the regulations that a, submar- a submarine captain should probably be aware of anyway, mm-hmm. but he wanted to check 
to, to know what the procedure was to relieve an admiral of duty uh, if he was incompetent. That's right. He did a search for pipsqueak and bitch slap. He's like, aha, uh-huh. it is against the rules. That's what I thought. Um, I want to do a quick story history note mm. that this is a story beat from a real history. Oh, really? Um, General Patton in the Second World War mm. did exactly that. Oh, really? Yes. So he's a big, you know, he's the guy with the two yeah, guns yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, walking yeah. around and, rah, 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 yeah, rah, rah, rah. and then he went into some sort of... Um, Mud and guts. Yeah, Patton. yeah, blood and guts Patton. And he went into some camp full of poor bastards who were half of them fucked in the head the thousand yards there where they're just shell-shocked and he's like, you pussy! Slapped him and got into a shitload of trouble in the news and stuff for being a jerk. All right, so... Um, okay, so what happens next... Well, he arrests him, doesn't he? Well, he yeah. He, well, well, the captain goes he into conf- confirms with the doctor. Yeah, yeah, and then that's I think agree. he knows that he's got it. He can do it on the he- on the say so of a medical person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's the same on like Star Trek and whatever. I think that's yeah, standard yeah, be sort of unfit military. For duty. Unfit for duty normally has to be declared by a doctor as well. Like there has to be some kind of medical declaration as well. And then that whole thing where the captain goes in to arrest the admiral, which I thought was a bit weird because he's like, Captain, you know, I'm regulation four of page 12. And the admiral's like, oh, I know, regulation four of page 12, the the, the pipsqueak article. Yes, sure, you, I certainly am. You have to arrest me, of course. Yes, I understand. Well, bugger that. That's a jolly, what a pain in the ass. Oh, well, yes, uh, I'll go down to the brig, shall I? Yeah, I Okay, cool. But so then halfway there, he goes, well, let's do this other thing. Because <laughs> something get interrupted and yes. the whole arrest is, is no longer That's right. valid. Pa- yeah, halfway through the arrest, they get interrupted because he because another submarine attacks them and shoots a torpedo. Away. That's right. And he says, oh, well, in that case, I'm back in, back in command. Yeah. And for me, it was like they totally missed out on an opportunity to build up some tension. Yeah. You'd have the, the, the guy, the captain rummaging through the, the article looking for Article 7 yeah. and then you can cut to the UN submarine which is dark and spooky yeah. and then you can have him marching down the corridor march, march, march and then you cut to the yeah. other submarine and it's getting closer and they're looking through the and they're setting up the new yeah. but they didn't. It's just like, oh, somebody's The only thing I can say to that, Dan, is we got a lot better at making movies. <laughs> we, we would, After a bit of practice. We, yeah. Yeah, there was because I believe I think I agree with you. Like, mm. and there was not the first part in this film that missed an opportunity for to build some suspense. Yeah, it yeah. Just sort of rolled. They just rolled from one room to the yeah. next room to the next thing yeah. to the next room. Yeah, and there, yeah, there wasn't a lot of um, uh, that timely pause to build suspense. All right, so the UN submarine turns up and it's launching torpedoes Lots at them. Torpedoes. Yep. And now, what was the theory? How are they going to outwit the well, submarine? Well, they're going to outwit the submarine by going down to their deeper crash run depth. Deep. That's run, run deep. Run deep. Run deep. Run. Run silent. 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 Um, yes. Into the Marianas Trench. Into, yes. There's just no doubt. Be, like yeah. the, the deepest? Deep no deep. submarine can... No submarine of that size, certainly. No. There's like tiny, tiny ones that that have been there. James Cameron himself. Yes. He's so been quite deep in the Marianas. He has yeah. been to the bottom of the ocean. Um, but not, not a submarine that size. Certainly not with two, four, not with four, four uh, eight, was eight it eight windows? windows in the front. Eight no. bay windows, isn't it? Or yeah. four or something, two story. Yeah. Good yeah. grief. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's how they out, outran the... Uh, but they had some argument that they couldn't send torpedoes back because of rules of regulation. They didn't want to blow up the UN or something they, or other for no. some reason. Was there? I've forgotten. It was Article Twelve of the. Can't, I can't. That's right. I remember a line. I can't fire on them. 
for yeah, yeah. some reason. Yeah. Anyway, they go down and then the, the other thing gets crushed and, yeah. and we never even see the people in there. It's no, just we like don't know whether there's any humans in that. Yeah. Was, we missed an opportunity to have some cantankerous old sailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some a Russian. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, a Russian yeah, right. or something. We will get to him. Everybody drink vodka. Let's go. <laughs> Launch torpedoes two and four. <laughs> Launch water torpedoes and the ones at the back. <laughs> I will chase him. I will break him. <laughs> it's too... It's, it's too deep, Captain. Fuck <laughs> it. Anyway, uh, and then after the submarine blows up, they immediately get attacked by an octopus. Ah, uh, yes. Because yes. when the going gets tough, then octopus come out and want to mish, yeah. mish along. They don't hide. They, they come out to party. Yep. yep. I um, I even wrote down the line from Admiral Nelson the second the octopus t- attacks, and he actually says, what the... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. He says what the... <laughs> So they, they they zap him with some... It's, 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 like kind of, it's actually like they kind of like run into an octopus. Mm. It's like, you know, it's just like this octopus here and they're just like... <laughs> just sort of squish into yeah. this octopus. Yeah. Gigantic octopus. Um, and the nuclear... Um, uh, nuclear, mm-hmm. as the, some of the Americans would say, would call... <laughs> they use the nuclear um, zap... Uh, Charge mechanism from the from the nuclear um, engines yep. to um, charge the hull yep. to get rid of the octopus, yep. which worked. Yep, pretty so, quickly. It just zapped it, and that yes. didn't work. So it zapped it again, and that didn't work. We zapped it again, and it worked. Third time worked. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> four minutes later. Yeah, octopus gone. Yeah. Right into octopus. Charge octopus. <laughs> octopus falls off. Okay, let's keep going, everybody. Let's keep it going. Back to your quarters. Just another octopus, nothing to see here. So they're forty. They're minutes now away, mm-hmm. aren't they? They, we're sort of yeah. We're down to like forty-nine s- minutes, or seven minutes or something. Yeah, no, we're yeah. down to seven minutes or something. Yeah. Like well, that. the the it was about forty-nine out when the psychiatrist, Doctor Chick, decided to go into the engine room and well, it's now that, it's now no, her her, no. her time. Yeah. So yes, she goes down to the reactor. Shuts it down. She goes into the reactor. What does she do? She actually does nothing. Well, she gives herself a lethal dose of radiation. <laughs> yeah, she does that. And, that and it has no effect on anything. Yeah. And she manages to get <clears throat> past the special ground sensor <laughs> yeah, alarm. That, that they specifically showed us before. They go, beep, 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 beep. Well, for you could exact, step over that. It's huh? for that exact, <laughs> that's exactly why they put it in there. <laughs> yeah. One One step... <laughs> One big step just over it will do. It's just a doormat. And it's it's like a big silver pad that, that's, that's quite literally just, it's, if you step on this, it's a big loud alarm, so we're just going to go around it. Yeah. So, yes, I don't know. Did she bring it down? Did she bring the... She uh, went in there and she pulled out some wires or something or other that had absolutely no effect on the plot, the story, the characters or anything. Yeah, I think it just sent an alarm off or something because this captain did have to go down there for some to reason. To check it out. And found her... Um, Found her with a red tag. Wondering one. Oh, I found. They met on the bridge on the over bridge. the yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's yep. right. And her tag was red. And then and there was, and there was some kind of rocking motion that went on, mm-hmm. um, and she fell in the shark tank and got eaten by a shark. And that was that, which we didn't see. No, we didn't. She see. just we falls just, in. There were a lot of just... splashing and some <laughs> bubbles. Not even that. Oh, did we? There were bubbles. We saw the bubbles from the surface. Oh, like so, yeah, I saw her fall in right and then the she surface, didn't come so out again. No, there was a scream and there was a few bubbles. And I said the poor shark is now radiated. Yeah. 
Well, the poor shark lives next to a radio a radioactive radioactive. Even the door closed. <laughs> well, what do you think they do with a radioactive water yeah. that comes out of that's the thing? That's what the shark. It's a nuclear shark, radioactive shark. <laughs> and it just seemed to me like he's going to lose the arm, like the captain yeah. passed out on the. And on then the, let his arm fall in the shark tank. And his arm was deliberately dangling in the shark tank. But the shark is full. I have a theory. It was pretty full. And the shark only likes radioactive food. Yeah. yeah. Shark, that's, we already said that uh, half a, an hour ago. Sh a, the sharks only eat the bad guys. It's a solid theory. Yeah. So, um, all right. So she's dead. Mm -hmm. She was one saboteur. Was she the whole saboteur? Nobody yeah, knows. Nobody knows. We, we because we've still got spare saboteurs left on the ship. Absolutely. Because so, it's now mere minutes away from when the uh, seven minutes away, the missile must be launched. Right. And Alvarez decides to hold up the pineapple. That's right. For different he's reasons. Got a pineapple, All these the saboteurs have, have different reasons. I mean, he's a religious zealot. Yes. She wants, I don't know what she wants, the soldiers. They just want to go home because yeah. it's starting to get dangerous. Yeah. So they are, they're all sabotaging for, for, yeah. their, for their own agenda. Yeah. So he says, you know, don't launch the missiles or I'll blow up this bomb. Yeah. And, uh, and we're just going to sit here for seven minutes until you miss the deadline. Because God wills it. Yes. <clears throat> now. I have a bit of a philosophical argument. The Admiral says, well, if God gave us the power to do something about it, doesn't yeah. he want us yes, that's to right. do something about it? If yes. God didn't want us to do something about us, why did he give us the power of choice yes. or something? Yeah. I uh, thought a better argument was how do you know all this fire's friggin' God? How do you know it's not Satan? Yes, exactly. And we're the messengers of God with this nuclear missile to, to fix the fucking defeat problem. Defeat the fire. <laughs> um, and so the captain <clears throat> comes to... Yeah. Um, and sees this drama taking place uh, on the monitor. Was it on the monitor? Did he see it on the monitor? Um, I think he does. Yes, he might have seen it. I don't know. Well, he gets informed. He gets informed that, that Alvarez has taken the crew, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. So he comes up with a plan. What's the plan? I think we need to go through his uh, mindset here of exactly how he comes to organise the plan. Uh, I'll tell you what the plan is. He's going to swim outside and strap a thing on the missile that makes the thing work and the thing does it and it's all That's good. Right. Because it's they a wind-up detonator At the thing. start, when they did all the exposition, when they showed, here's our little mini-sub that we'll use later, here's a door that we can exit later, here are little pineapples that will definitely get used. <laughs> That's right. Later on. Here are little <laughs> yellow ring things that can fix stuff. Yeah, with the yes. windy thing. It's a round <laughs> disc and with we use it to bomb, fix shit. Yes. Won't fire or launch or detonate. This is a this is a manual detonation remote flat launching pizza box. At so the start of the film, you could put it all on your list, yeah. and then while you watch the film, you can sort of oh, shark. Yep, put the shark on the list. Shark will eat somebody. Yep, done. Take it off. The only thing they did, they didn't use was the dog. Mm. That's right. <laughs> the deleted. You're scene. right. Yes, I got a feeling the dog got left in New York, and no one mentioned it. Would have been cool if the. They had to jam the dog in the missile. <laughs> to hold the door open. <laughs> yeah, the door, hold the door. Here, doggy, hold the door open. Fluffy. We'll never forget you, Bingo. <laughs> You're in space now. Um, okay, so he goes and straps the thing on the thing and the missile launches and it blows up the thing and everything's yeah. good and we're all done. And quite literally, mm. done. Yeah. Like they, uh, There were hugs through. and cheers. Hugs and cheers. And the fire was, the sky was still on fire. Mm. The the, uh, the offside scientist sky was very keen to hug the Admiral. Mm -hmm. And like there was no sign that, that 
it had worked, but they were just so convinced <laughs> because it felt like the director or the producer just decided, no, we're out of here. Like, we literally have five seconds. We've got to finish the film now. <laughs> like yes. Four and a half hours. We've got to finish yes. this bloody thing. People need to go to the toilet. Let's just cut it. Let them out of the theatre. There's someone They'll behind be the riot. camera going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Put the dog. We wanted to put the dog. <laughs> no. Cut the, the dog. dog. Cut the dog. Cut the dog. So they saved the day, saved the planet. Or at least that's what we're listening to. Surely there's this blue sky at the very end. No. no. All right, we can see. I've, oh, I've got the yeah. shot of the last. They missed the opportunity. It was blue, but it was night. Well. It wasn't even a day blue sky. It wasn't I on think, fire. I think the larger yeah. point is that if there was a blue screen, they sh- uh, a blue sky, they showed it for about seven milliseconds it and then very, rolled the credits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's so like so many of these movies, it's like, well, that's uh, the bad guy dead. And movie finishes now. <laughs> I mean, if surely you would you would have the scene of him going back to the UN, kneeing Zukov in the balls, <laughs> and the ticket <laughs> nearly killed us all. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something or other to give us a bit of a payoff at the end. And and so many of these films have that we've looked at from that period do exactly the same thing, where there's a, an ending. But no conclusion. That's right. Ending to, no conclusion. And it's exactly the same thing here. We, we don't know whether... Is everyone dead? Um, has has war broken out across the planet because everyone thought they were going to die? What happened to the guys on the ship? Yeah, yeah. The other, the other ship? <laughs> what happened to the dog? We don't see any resolution at all. What happened to the bad guy? Well, we still... Yeah, we still... Is yes, he the bad did, guy? We didn't even know what happened to the bad guy because yeah. we still at least mm. had one bad guy confirmed left alive on the ship. Yeah. All right, so that's it. What was the soldiers drinking? They were in a, in their little little room, and then they that. all got told that the world is going down the drain. I saw that. I saw and the, so he the chief. The thing. He grabs it, drinks it, and then and some other like guy takes it off him and puts it back in and looks at him as if to say, "Metal glass of metal shavings." Yeah. It looks like some dark brew thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't know what that was. Maybe oh, it was the crew. It did not look like a bottle of. Spirits. It looked like medicine or something or other. <laughs> Getting in a bit of homebrew on the nu- on the nuclear submarine. Nuclear. They called the um, submarine on the news the Nelson's Folly. Ah uh, yes, uh-huh. yes. You know what the Nelson's Folly is? Oh, something rings a bell about it. It is also a drink. It's it's a seaman's term for rum. Is it really? Ah. It's rum. Rum is Nelson's Folly. And I thought, why why is that rum? Because Nelson, when he died at the mm. Battle of Trafalgar, and he had to get taken home and they wanted to not have him rot on ah, board of the ship they pickled yes. him in rum no in brandy so I, oh. I looked that up I thought oh maybe that's why Miles Nelson's following because that's why they called it rum but he was pickled in brandy so it's did not he break the same his thing. back was that what happened to no he was him? shot by a hmm. He's a sniper. Yeah, he was. Sniper. He was. He was always on board there with his big hat and yeah. clearly his big captain recognizable hat. as the as the admiral <laughs> as an important. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah. So He shot him. <laughs> um, uh, budget one point <clears throat> five million estimated and made seven. Is it? that in today money? Um, probably not. Probably. So you could probably increase that by quite a bit for today money. Yeah, yeah. I can give you that. Um, the it grossed seven million, yeah, yeah. ninety sixty one so seven million, two point three million rentals. Huh. That's what three times. Yeah, 
Yeah, good. I think it was very successful yeah, it in, was. The, in the day. Mm. Um, hence, hence the spin-off TV series. Mm. Walter, mm. Uh, is a P- Walter Pigeon? Yes. Mm. He's been in some big films of the day. What know? was he also in? What well, he was, was Morbius, Mobius, Mobius from Forbidden Planet. Oh, yeah, of course he was. <laughs> there you so go. He was the same guy. Yeah, yeah, The only difference the is guy. they rolled in some military <laughs> shit into this guy, but he was the genius. Yeah, he was the scientist. When was, for, he... was Forbidden Planet before this? Um, i got a feeling oh, no, it might have been. Can we find? We should yeah, know yeah, this. No, we can. Because, I don't know, people would have known him then perhaps. Wasn't as... Forbidden Planet 1964? Um, was it after? I would say it's after. Oh, it might have been after, yeah. Forbidden Planet 56. 56. 56. So it was before. Yeah. So, oh, it before. I don't know, he might have been typecast as the scientist type, so it's, people would have already there known. as a younger, yeah. younger yeah. lad. Yeah. Or young, well, a, a not a, a 70-year-old guy. Because yes. in both these films, he was pretty much 65, 70. So that's what I thought was a bit odd, because he's the hero, and he's sort of the crotchety old sort of past it guy. And if you're trying to get... I don't know, young people interested in the thing. Mm. You know, you need to have the boy wonder, not the not the aged grandparent hero. Yeah, yeah. You know. There was some weird there was some bizarre decisions in the in the whole thing. Um, our producer Erwin Allen. Producer, director and writer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, <clears throat> he did uh, Lost in Space. Yeah, um, he directed one episode of Lost in Space, but he produced eighty-seven of them, something like that. Eighty-four episodes of Lost in Space. Hmm. He did the series of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, and then, if you can cast your mind back to a TV series called The Time Tunnel, <laughs> remember the two guys that would go down that spinning <laughs> yeah. time thing, and they yeah. they kept getting there was a control room. But these guys were just jumping from time to time. What they weren't doing is coming back to the control room. So it was, I guess it was like an old school quantum leap. Mm. And there were two mm. guys. Mm. Yeah? Mm. yeah? I vaguely remember. I remember the swirly time yeah, tunnels. Yeah. And, and they would yeah, turn up in, in medieval time and then they'd be yeah, in Russia. Yeah. And, he, and there'd be always some um, famous thing going on there that mm. they had an opportunity to, to change the history. Mm. And they never seemed to change anything. Um, but yeah, the, so he's contributed quite a bit. Towering Inferno was the big one for me. And the Poseidon Adventure, which was this part two of um, of the Poseidon... What was the first one? Poseidon... Oh, you know where the ship rolls over? It's, yeah, yeah. It's a classic... Um, Isn't that the Poseidon Adventure? No, I got a feeling the Poseidon Adventure was part two, <clears throat> um, where they go back and find the... Um, the ship is upside. Well, a group of passengers struggle to survive and escape when their ocean liner completely capsizes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so he produced the Poseidon Adventure, and then there was a, another Poseidon movie at some point beyond the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> right, it's where the ship writes itself again. No, no. The, there's an international. <laughs> when when you come across something in international waters, uh-huh. you own it. Okay, like it's called. Um, um, it's not flotsam and jetsam. Cool. Salvage. Finders it, keepers. It's, it's inter- it is. It's quite literally mm. finders keepers. And the reason for it is you've got to get <clears> the shit out of the ocean that's going to cause other stuff to sink. Okay. So you give it to whoever finds it. Right. Okay. Right. That um, sounds logical. As long as it's in international waters. So um, if it's, it's um, I forget the, the official term of it. Um, 
So that's what the story of that Poseidon adventure was, the beyond Poseidon. It starred Michael Caine. Oh, right. And cool. they knew that that ship was full of gold. Uh-huh. So they so they went, found it, cut a hole in it, and went inside it to get the gold, and then adventure, <laughs> adventure ensues. <laughs> but the big one for me was Towering Inferno, because that's yeah. a classic. Towering Inferno starred um, um, <clears throat> Steve McQueen and this guy. Um, Steve McQueen and Paul Newman, mm. and they their egos were so huge that their words were measured in the script and could not be uneven. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the size of their credits on the posters, everything. Had but to who be. goes first? Well, who goes? Ah. Who, who does go first? I don't know. And and this went um, throughout the whole film. I remember it's 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 really famous that the Paul Newman and Steve McQueen thing was going on um, in that film. So I was uh, quite shocked to find that our guy, the guy from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea was the producer of those two films. Mm. All right, so what are we giving this movie? Out of our rating system of Rent uh, rent by Burn. It's got to start with B. It's got to be Bludge by Burn. Bor- I like Borrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Borrow by Burn. I'm going to say... What's the difference between Bludge and Borrow? They're almost the same. Borrow, you're giving it back. Bludges, you're just going to take it. I thought you meant bludgeon. Well, there's... (laughs) There's Bludgeon as well. You can have it in any context. (laughs) Um, So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like bludge then. We'll we'll keep it bludge, buy, burn, and I would would Mm. not buy it, Mm. and I would would not burn it. Mm. So, I would would bludge it. Yeah, Yeah. bludge it too. If if those are the options, I'd bludge it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's terribly mediocre. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and everything's in context as well. You have you can't forget about all the other films, and when you you compare this to all of the other films, mm. it's closer to the top than it is the bottom. They've got on it was IMDb, boring. yeah, yeah, it was four and a half hours of boredom. That's why I said terribly mediocre. The, and IMDb. nothing underwater should ever be boring. Mm. No, <laughs> I enjoyed the people with the tanks on their back. Some I had liked, one tank, some had two. They had colourful suits. But Yeah, uh, I liked all the bits, but not the whole. That's the sort of, sort of thing that ooh, I had. there's a sawfish. Oh, shit's dead. Ah, oh, there's a giant octopus. <laughs> oh, shit, it's killed. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, the story kind of, yeah, was a bit wonky. and the, But, yeah, I don't know. I like the models and I like the sort of basic premise. And I like the guy come up, uh, uh, you know, on top of the ocean and suddenly the world's changed. Mm. Watching this film made me want to see a different underwater film. Yeah. Mm. I saw this and said, gosh, I really have to watch 20,000 Leagues Beneath the Sea again. Yeah. yeah. I want to see one of those other films. Even Hunt for Red October. Like, <coughs> that's what I mean. Like, no, if you're in a nuclear-powered tube underwater in an environment that is so hostile to humans, right? We just do not belong under... Everything wants to kill you. There's no air. There's nothing. Like, so everything... You're on a knife's edge any moment that you're underwater. And there was not enough tension for an underwater end-of-the-world movie. Mm. I was watching another movie, which wasn't a sci-fi. It was like a war drama. But it was about a destroyer captain, and I can't remember what it's going to be called, a destroyer captain and a U-boat captain. And the pair of them fighting each other but they never see each other and neither of them's the bad guy they're both mm-hmm. the hero yeah. and they're both cunning and they're both intelligent and they both get the they both beat each other and then they both lose to each other and um, yeah I won't spoil the anyway anyway yes so this one for me it says here 6.1 on IMDB mm. 
Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, average. Well constructed. Yep. Competently done. Yep. Um, but but yeah. successful. Successful at the time. Yeah. Either it was a slow year for movies. Mm. Yeah. Or other people, yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. Like it 61. That's... There had lots of stuff going on. They had sort of lots of colour going on. The submarine was blue. Yeah. Outside was red. Yeah. You know, they got the, like I said, they had lots of really good bits. The, the yeah. octopuses looked good. You know, I think the plot it was was is what let it down. The script let it down. Mm. Um, they were too busy worrying about Frankie Avalon and you mm. know and I Dream of Genie dancing in the bloody kitchen, yeah, yeah. kitchen and stuff. You know, give us some dialogue, give us some, you know, meaning and explain some shit. And have some bad <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. so that we can go, boo, he's the bad guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. Cool. Because he wasn't in the end, mm. right? Yeah. He saved the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Frustrating. So, All right. Let me tell you the German title. Yes, oh, yes, yes, please. Yes. German title? Do you want to have a, have a go at, at guessing what would I be the most a, awkward? I wouldn't have a clue, but I would weird. love to know the German word for voyage. What's the ger- what's German for voyage of the geek? Well, judging by the German title, I couldn't tell you what the German version of voyage is. <laughs> uh, well, voyage was maybe Reise. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Reise der, der... What's... Oh, good Lord. Geek is a word you can't... A journey. Now you got me on the spot there. As if I could speak German. <laughs> I'm, I have a hard time enough translating titles for you. <laughs> Right. Der, you know, no. <clears throat> so this one is um, Unternehmen Feuergürtel, oh, which is... When does it not sound better? It always sounds better in German, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> which yes, translates it as Operation Firebelt. <laughs> I love the way that... The, All right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no. The Germans... But they're always like that. It's like the Germans have got a word for everything. The Germans have got a word for when you tie a bow backwards on a puppy after the after it's been washed. Like, there's a word for that, and they're long words too. They've got like sixteen syllables. Oh, I like when that. we see the fire, it's around the earth like a, a belt. Van Allen's Van, belt. Van yeah, Allen's yeah, belt. Hmm. So, but a fire belt. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> you would never conclude that this is a submarine movie well, with that title. Alvarez was talking about finding love at the bottom of the ocean, which had nothing to do with the Al- Avalon. Yes. Avalon, whatever his name was. <laughs> Alvarez probably as well. He was we religious. Sh- we should have gone out everywhere. tonight with Frankie's song, shouldn't we? <laughs> at the bottom of the sea. It'd be almost an achievement to have um, uh, YouTube flag us <laughs> for Frankie Avalon's voyage to the bottom of the sea. All right, gentlemen, All thanks right. for joining us uh, once again. And uh, until next Next time, it's bye for me. Bye for me. Off he does in.